0: And we are live. Once again, it's Wow Ergonomics. It's that time of the week. It's lunchtime, which uh, so you all clear off to get your Greg sausage yeah. rolls and whatever else that you want. Uh, but do come back straight away with it and a cup of tea, if you've got one of those, or a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. And sit and talk to us about what's going on in the world of work for something like 45 minutes and enjoy the conversation as we talk about today first and foremost standy-uppy, city downy desks or a sit-stand desk or rise and fall desk or whatever other terminology you want to use. Um, how's your week been Stephen?
1: Yeah pretty good. I was going to say the other reason for staying with us Graham, of course is it's a 45 minute break from the the, the UK politics um, storm that's that's brewing out there isn't it so if for, for no other reason we promise not to discuss anything to do with the letters p and m well if minutes were days and days were minutes then we will be in power here for as long as liz yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> no more that. that's it we're done uh, we, we've, no had, we've had our chance we're moving on now okay so i want
0: to bring in our special guest for today uh we've got harry thanks for joining us today Hi, Hello, Harry. you're
2: welcome, guys. Hi, can, Harry. You all, can you hear me okay? See me okay?
0: Just about, yeah. A little bit yeah. of Twitter, but yeah, not too bad at all. And then we've also got Scott. Hi, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Hi, Scott. Uh, just a quick set of introductions. So, um, Harry, if you could tell everyone where you're from, what you what you do in life, and you know what color car you drive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm Harry from Lavora Design. Um yeah I'm a salesperson at Lavoro we manufacture height adjustable desks that's the term we use um, and I drive a white car there you go <laughs> S- same here um so, Stephen what color car do
0: you drive black black
1: less washing required in the,
0: in the winter true but apparently black cars are three times more likely to be involved in road accidents thanks so, for that uh, no, so it's just a statistic. And
3: Scott. Uh, so yeah, I'm Scott. I'm founder of War Agency. We're a personal and business branding agency, mainly working on LinkedIn. Um, I also have a white car. Um, It's not a van. So um, so yeah, seems like I'm qualified to be here. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a free three against one there on the car
1: front. I um, remember now, Graham. But, if you recall back to earlier in the year, I actually was involved in a road accident well, where a where a football, a Premier League footballer smashed into the back of my car, which I think but I think we did that story anyway. That so was we won't. Say. Then, um, so ha- let's let's start with Harry.
0: Height adjustable desks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really all of the, you know, all over the pandemic, we suddenly saw people going, Oh wow, there's these desks that can go up and down. They they've been around for years, absolute years, height adjustable mm-hmm. desks. Why do you think suddenly people were going? Oh, uh,
2: let's let's look into this technology. Um, there's a few different factors that that we put it down to. Um, I think over the pandemic, particularly, people really focused on their health, um, not just physical well-being, but mental well-being as well. Um, and working from home, we all had to make sure we had a workspace set up somewhere that we were comfortable. And not only that, but a lot of companies were giving budgets out to their to their employees. So they had this disposable income to spend on the on the workspace. So it wasn't their money. They were they were happy throwing all sorts at, at this type of product. I think I think one of the
0: other things has been that when I first started selling height adjustable desks, Back in the Middle Ages, um, they were really quite expensive as well. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't think you could get a height adjustable desk for anything shy of, you know, uh, two thousand pounds. And in fact, you know, a lot of the ones that I was selling back then were probably about three and a half thousand pounds. Clearly, they've 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 changed in terms of where they sit budget wise now.
2: Yeah, um, we've seen we've seen a lot of different things happen over the past two years. Um, there's a lot of Imported product coming in um, and the cost of manufacturing is coming down. Well, you know, it's 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 really changed the landscape of of that type of product. Whereas you say two and a half, three thousand pounds, however long ago. um, Now you can pick them up for three, four hundred pounds or you can get really, really good quality product for seven or eight hundred pounds. So there there's all different, all different varieties for people out there. Scott, let's come to you. You
0: decided that you needed a height adjustable desk. What what was it that, that tipped the
3: balance for you? So I actually decided this about nine months ago and I've had my height adjustable desk for about nine months and I've only used it to sort of change the height of where I put my legs on the desk um, <laughs> and spending sort of eight, nine hours a day hunched over, um, destroying my back um, and spend my overtime going to the gym. So anything that sort of can destroy your posture, I've been trying, attempting to do it. Um, I bought the, the desk originally. I got a Costco special. I think it was just shy of 300 quid or something like that. <laughs> Look, um, at space. Look at Harry's face. Look at Harry's face. It's done the job so far It's entered me into the market. Um, but yeah, I've been using it um, for the last sort of week to 10 days after seeing a physio and a physio saying you really need to stand up a bit more and your back is not good from hunched up being hunched over a computer all day. Um, and I've used it all week this week and my productivity, I was just saying to Graham before we went live, my productivity has been so much higher. And also, so a lot of what I do is thinking of ideas and being creative, actually just changing your environment slightly, standing up, standing away, writing, I've got a little whiteboard here i write my ideas out on, just sort of changing that balance than just being sedentary the whole time has really made a difference and also just from a being comfortable perspective it's been it's been good to change it up um so yeah we I mean, played- that, that sort of we can-
1: testimonial is sort of music to your ears i guess harry because that's they're the things that you know w- w- that graham and i've spoken about you will talk about as a business as lavoro what what scott's saying is what you want to hear because actually it's a perfect testimonial for look at the benefit of using a height adjustable desk. Look look at the benefits Scott has felt. This is perfect, isn't it, for you?
2: Yeah, 100%. And quite often, I was exactly the same. Before actually joining Lavoro as a company, I hadn't looked at height adjustable desks. I didn't really know they were a thing at that time. Um, but once using them and once working from them for as long as I have now, I don't think I... would well, I definitely wouldn't be able to go back to a static workstation. It just, mm. I just couldn't do it. It's until you've used it and until you've had that time to, to work in that way, you, yeah, yeah, sort of enlightens you.
0: Okay, let's let's take the question that's been posed by Richard, or isn't a height-adjustable desk the same thing as a height-adjustable chair? <laughs> and, and and most chairs are height-adjustable, unless you're sitting on that dining room stool still. Um uh, Move desk up and chair up equals zero change. Move chair down, you get my point. Whatever next, height adjustable floors? The answer to that is not um, because you are you are completely changing Richard the the physical stance of the body. So with a with a chair, yes, moving it in increments up or down in order to, as Scott was saying right at the beginning just to change where you you are in position to the desk, does change some of the the placement of the, the, the body, does change sort of pressure around the legs, may actually change where your back is getting support or how open your spine is or how close your spine is. But actually, when your pelvis is completely rotated upright for standing, it's a completely different spinal position from sitting did you want to take that harry
2: yeah it, it definitely is and the other thing that people don't quite um some people find a misconception in is that if you have a chair that's adjustable that's great but that doesn't take into account that some people are i don't want to say disproportionate but you know, everyone has a different body composition. So you may have a longer torso than most, or you may have longer legs than most. So yes, you can adjust the chair, but being able to just move that desk even a few inches can make a massive difference in how you're sitting at a workstation, let alone standing. Um, yeah, standing up at a workstation. Is
1: <laughs> oh, it's not my dog for once.
0: I was yes! going to say
2: it's then, usually your dog, Ryan, Scott.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm also going to say you know as a as a workplace assessor when I was out and about I, I wish everybody had the option of a height adjustable desk because you know one of the things with that as well is that clearly if you're unable to if you're too tall for a desk and the desk is at a static position it's it's okay if the, you know the the person was too short in a way because you could give them a footrest but if someone's too tall you can't change terra firma. You can't actually, as as Richard was talking about, you can't actually change the position of the floor. So therefore, um, you know, it, it you ha- had to actually raise the surface at which you're you're sitting so that you can actually sit that that much higher.
3: Yeah. One thing one thing I'd add to what we just said. So I think two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I got an Apple Watch. I'm not wearing it today, but it has like your stand goal on it. Oh, yeah. And every like hour and a half, two hours, it's like. You need to stand up. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise until I got one of these probably silly watches that I was sat down for so long. It was like you mm-hmm. haven't stood up for six hours. It's like that doesn't sound good.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, that can't be doing any good for your spine or your posture. I also use an iPad where I like I crouch over and I write. So like when I um, one of my clients has a, um, a mobility company. And he's commented a few times and said, Scott, that your posture looks horrendous because I'm hunched over to the side writing and it's just doing me no good. So now I stand like this.
1: So I'm quite interested, Scott, because one, one of the things that, you know, Graham and Harry will know very well is that sort of balance between sitting and standing. I'm really interested. How have you decided on your sitting and standing policy, strategy, whatever you're going to do, how have you... How have you come to that and how is it, how has it worked out so far?
3: Um, so I've split it so far, it seems to work, is I do calls and meetings stood up and I'll do my – so most of my work is writing, so I'll okay. do my heavy actual typing writing. i reply to emails and stuff stood up, things like that, which aren't taking too much brain power. But if I need to sit and I really need to think and actually do mm. the work, I'll sit down. Yeah. Um, but um, I also work in like one-hour increments – So regardless of five meetings, I have a thing that buzzes and it's like, move on to the next task because I get swallowed up in something. So it buzzes, I move on to the next task and I'm sort of using that as my prompt to stand or sit up. Um, Seems to work quite well. But I I, um, work in a co-working space like two, three days a week. Um, So I'm sort of, where I don't have a standing desk there, I'm just standing up, going for a walk for five minutes, coming back and sort of trying to change my environment a little bit.
0: I have to say I'm exactly the same. I, th- that's what I've implemented as well. So I I will now stand for meetings, client meetings, etc. I will stand for uh, I go to a networking group every Thursday morning. I stand for the the hour and a half of that. If it's if it's work based tasks where I'm really having the focus, I will sit. And we've talked about that before the psychology of that and why maybe you know it's it's easier for us to do that and maybe with time that will change as well because one of the things I've said is that actually in school you're taught all of the time to sit when you're actually focusing on something where it's a it's a written task or whatever so I, I'm sure to some degree we're psychologically programmed to kind of see sitting down as as a as a thing that we do when we focus as opposed to standing. Um, but I can't see any day now as having <laughs> classes of school kids standing to do to do
1: maths and English. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Finland will grab hold of that. Um, but that's but, an interesting point you've raised there, Graham. And I, I'd throw it over to Harry, I guess, is is, is the sort of the, the people you're talking to, Harry, are you seeing people from the education sector talking around sit-stand desks? Because as you say, you can't just suddenly kit out hundreds and thousands and millions of pupils with with sit-stand desks I wonder if I wonder if that concept is is making its way through to education and whether it's becoming a, a future consideration
2: yeah it's a it's a really good question and we are having conversations with people that are looking to introduce these types of products into educational spaces there's a couple of challenges we have with that whereby you can't have a row of thirty workstations, all plugged in, in a, in a school, it doesn't yeah. work. Um, they're looking for more of the mobile options in a smaller profile, and quite often with a manual mechanism, whether that's hand sure. crank, whether that's sure. gas lift, that's that's what we're seeing. And it's also more of a smaller proportion. So whereas they may say we're going to have thirty workstations, we need ten or twenty percent to be, you know, height adjustable. Um, it also comes down to accessibility and needs what do people need these days because wheelchair users quite often find it uncomfortable to be sat at a static workstation and we, we, take, we take that we've
0: had that point from um yeah. catherine lyons who's, who's put a mm. message in so having height adjustable desk is helpful for the disabled as well as for the variable heights of the individual as someone who is 198 centimetres tall. I can never get my head around centimetres in terms of height. Oh, uh, <laughs> finding a desk that supports me
1: is important. That's about six foot six, six foot seven, isn't it? Is it really? 198? Wow. Yeah, it must six foot be. Six six, foot seven. Wow. That's,
0: that's tall. Absolutely tall. Now, listen, Scott, thanks for coming today. And, oh, I, and I thank you for your time. But just before you go, I just wanted to deal with this Costco thing, right? Um, (laughs) so so you obviously know what an an entry level is perhaps harry could give you very quickly before you go what 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 you know gives you a better quality height adjustable desk because it might be a lot of people looking at them go well a height adjustable desk is a height adjustable desk Mm. the same way as a chair is a chair Mm -hmm. and we know that that's not clearly the case so what does a, a you know the next level up
2: look like what does that what does it give you um, it, it, gives you, it gives you a lot of things, really. Um, the main things that we look for with, with quality of product is the thickness of the steel that goes into the product. So where you have these imported products, the way that they're saving on the cost is through thickness of steel, um, electronic manufacturing, etc. Um, what we find with the products that are manufactured with thicker steel is that you get the stability, 100%. You get more smoothness in the motion of the desk, um, you quite often as you level up you can put more weight bearing on the desk so if you're someone that has three screens and sound system whatever it may be you really want to have your product on the most sturdy secure workstation possible because it's expensive equipment um, so you would spend the additional money on keeping that safe. Um, also you find you find more variants so Whereas with a product that may be imported from, say, an Eastern country, there was that ongoing joke of you can have it in silver or silver, white top, white top, and you can have it in six weeks. Um, It's not the case with someone like Lavoro Design because we've got 18 top finishes. um, We've got seven different frame variations. So it all comes down to it. Plus, when you're looking at bigger picture, the post-sale support, um, we're a a UK-based company. You know, we, we pride ourselves on that, so it's just bigger picture of you as well. There you go, Scott. So, just so you know, for the future, in there you the go. Well,
3: mine is, mine is silver with a white top. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I'd agree with Harry's points. I think you know, just for some, someone like me, it was just sort of a cheap entry level product. Mm-hmm. See whether I use it now. I'm using it, obviously, it makes sense to to you know, level up. So, I'm sure Harry i will be in touch soon to yeah. level there you up. Go my workstation so there you go
0: yeah this is That's a beautiful good. thing we've brought people together once again uh thanks scott for your um input today it's been really valuable it's been great thanks. to hear it from the horse's mouth this is you know uh that physios works ex- telling you get moving get up use it on that desk properly rather than just putting your feet on it um and the movement works you know so thanks for joining us i'll, yeah. I'll let you go and i'll catch up with you soon thank you very
3: thanks, much
0: I just want to grab you quickly there for a minute, though, um, Harry, before you yeah. you leave us. So yeah. it's quite interesting to hear that from the horse's mouth that um, mm-hmm. you know that it is working. People are people are beginning to say to you know physios out there are beginning to say mm-hmm. you know get the movement in. Just let's debunk the myth though, because we did talk about seating earlier, etc. I mean, for me, um, one of the great myths that's appeared in the middle of all of this is. It's either sitting or standing. It's Mm -hmm. either buy a decent chair or buy a a sit-stand workstation or buy a height adjustable workstation. For me, it's actually both and more because I don't, I don't prescribe to the fact that you can. And if you stand all day, you're actually going to potentially cause yourself a problem as well. If you sit all day, you're going to definitely cause yourself a problem. But also, Mm -hmm. there's an element in there where you'd need to move as well we let's let, i think everybody that's a professional in this this uh, arena recognises that they also need to talk about there are points in the day where you shouldn't be using our product yep. there are points in the day where you actually need to go for a walk there are points mm. in the day where you actually need to get away from the desk <laughs> full stop yeah would you agree with that
2: yeah 100% um it's all about variance and one thing that Actually, I think Stephen, you know, you know him very well, Guy Osmond. Um, I spoke to him recently, and he was he was really big on the fact that it's not best for you to stand for two hours at a time. It's not best for you to sit for two hours at a time. The actual benefit comes in that transition period from going from sitting to standing, from standing to sitting. Like you say, going out for a walk. Mm-hmm. It's the transition that is really good for you. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. I I have a really easy answer
0: to all of this, which is, everybody move out of bungalows. Bung- <laughs> bungalows are killing people. Right. All right. Um- <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, I I brought, I deliberately bought a house with three three lots of stairs.
1: You know, keep you active.
0: I, I tell you what you know if i need a if i need a glass of water i've literally got to go free, down three flights of stairs mm-hmm. to get that glass of water i mean it, ma- it makes a difference right mm-hmm. i mean when we first moved in here um the first two weeks while we were bringing in boxes and taking them up and down to wherever they needed to be i was absolutely shattered mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know wasn't used to that wasn't mm-hmm. used to you know the steps and actually if you think about I know that what I'm saying sounds a little bit frivolous, but if you think about it, in some ways, a lot of people and in, in, during the pandemic of, as well have kind of moved away from that. Because in offices quite often, especially a big corporate office, there are different floors.
3: Yeah. You mm-hmm.
0: know? And you may have taken you may have taken the commute there. You may have actually walked into it. But also, you know, you would perhaps walk to the canteen area. You might have walked up and down a couple of flights of stairs to, to visit someone on a different floor. Now you're sat at home. You're mm-hmm. not moving anywhere at mm-hmm. all. So, you know, and, and the thing is, this is the this is the weirdest thing. People are going, well, I haven't got any time. <laughs> but you were doing your work before and you were making these trips to, to yeah. speak to somebody else. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have picked up you know, press the button and zoom somebody and gone, right, let's have a meeting about this, you would have actually physically gone to see them. Yeah. So you kind of got to build in those those elements to your day again,
2: mm-hmm. even
0: if your your life has completely changed around and you, you know, you're now working
1: from home. I'm interested, what, Harry, what's the biggest sort of challenge you get when you're talking to maybe some sort of, whether it's a corporate organisation or end users, what, what's a common sort of, you know, we're talking about myths and debunking things, what's the biggest sort of challenge or misnomer you tend to come across, what, what message as an ergonomic industry have we not managed to get out there that is still coming back to you time and time again?
2: I think the biggest thing that you have to provide, um, and again, this may be me assuming things because we we work through our distributors. Um, so it's quite often them having these conversations. Yeah. But one thing we find um, not so much a challenge, but people need to really emphasize is the value on having these products. Because quite often from a, from a business owner perspective, yes, you're investing a lot in this equipment. Um, and yes, it's gonna be quite a lot at the front end but when you look about what the payoff can be in terms of increased productivity when you're looking at staff well-being when you're looking at you know if you've got someone that comes to you and says i'm taking three weeks off on sick because my back isn't okay you know in the long term it it creates such a better environment to work from Um, so i would say we really need to emphasize the value outside of monetary terms that this provides yeah yeah but, totally. but
0: even then, I, I've always was surprised going back to when I used to sell this stuff, et cetera, I, I was always surprised at how, dare I say it, stupid people were <laughs> when it came <laughs> to looking at the maths because they would go. What? It's that amount to, to put that into my office, but it's mm-hmm. not that amount because you, you are supplying desks you are supplying it's the same with chairs you are supplying chairs those have a cost mm-hmm. it's not that it's you know it's not that it is 500 pounds a desk you're already you're probably already spending 300 pounds a desk so it's yeah. the it's the differential between the two and then the return on investment of that yeah. differential that's what we're talking about
2: yeah 100 and the big thing we're seeing at the moment is um i'd like to say the newer or younger and more innovative companies they're the ones that are really adopting this concept mm. you see the likes of gymshark they're, all of their all of their workstations are height adjustable um, because again they swing back around to that whole physical fitness but also the mental fitness and it's just the newer companies are really adopting that and putting um, employee well-being first
0: you're absolutely right i've just, I literally just finished writing the newsletter on that this morning or an yeah. article on that this morning you know I, I think there's a new generation of ceo coming in and it because i think the difference is because health and well-being are a massive part of their lifestyle they want to make that part of the objective and ethos mm. of their business Mm -hmm. because I think I think the younger generation of CEO understand that it is about work-life balance it is about you know if if I'm if I'm fit and I'm healthy I can be productive Mm -hmm. therefore they will walk the walk and if they're walking the walk they want everybody to walk that walk whereas you you know previously it's you know and, and I've I've been there and I've assessed some old school CEOs, and some of the rubbish that's come out of people's mouths has been unbelievable. You know, it's like, well, you're, uh, but I can sit here all day long and not move and it's fine. You know, it's, 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 and then, and then you go, well, why am I here then? (laughs) It's because you've, it's because you've, you've had heart, heart murmurs, or you've, Mm. you you know, you've got this condition, you've got that condition, you've, you've got, terrible backache that's why I'm here Mm -hmm.
2: and yet you're telling me that it's all good (laughs) yeah the the one thing to think about as well I know Stephen you'll have experienced this a lot Graham I'm not too sure how much you traveled around as sort of a, a rep as such but when you're going on longer journeys in the car quite often you would stop for 20, 30 minutes at a time, just because you need to have that that break, you need to refocus yourself, your back starting to feel a bit funny, all of these things. Can you imagine how far you'd have got if you could spend that 30 minutes still driving? Mm. It's the same with working. You could be mm. sitting down for so long and then you go off for a walk, you go make a coffee and, and it interrupt your day. If you can just stand up, you've changed your position, you've yeah. refocused, you can carry on. It's, it's, it's so much more productive.
0: Mm. No, it is. I used to. Well, I used to do just so you know, Harry. I used yeah. to do about 80,000 miles a year. Wow, wow, there you go. There we go. So, so I, like put, you I put, used you put, to
1: drive a black cab in London, didn't you? Have to get those I sort know,
0: of miles. I actually used to drive a van and do that, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, 80,000 miles a year. And my my top tip for anybody actually out there is if you do in the mile, miles, always stop at a service station where they've got a bridge right and i would always make sure that i would go to i'd stop on one yeah, side yeah. but i'd always go to the other side so i'd always have to cross over the bridge do the steps yeah. right. and then cross back over again never never stop never just use the facilities on that side mm. good stuff i'll make note of that one there you go <laughs> it works it works yeah it's it's you know it's getting it getting the figure hurry thanks for joining us today Brilliant, thank um, it's you. Been good. Um, Thanks for your time. If people want to um, find out about uh, Harry and his company and what they do in terms of height adjustable desking, please connect with Harry on the social medias. Okay, are, are you on anything other than
2: LinkedIn, Harry? Uh, From a work point of view, it's primarily LinkedIn. um, It's primarily LinkedIn. Yeah, highly active. So so do send me a message or connection, all of that you go. So anybody watching this on the Twitter, um, (laughs) Um, you might
0: have to dive (laughs) over to the dark side to find Harry. (laughs) Harry, thanks for joining us today. Cheers, Harry. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Catch up again
1: soon. Cheers. Thank you. Great conversation, yeah, really uh, and, and and actually, and it's, it's some really interesting comments as well coming in. And there's, I know there's a couple we haven't touched on, and we can probably kick those round. But it was it was great to get some sort of interaction from Catherine and Richard about the about their sort of perception and and experience of sit stand. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like this one from Richard,
0: actually. I'm very disproportionate, so it's like in a car, black or white. <laughs> Moving, does it matter what colour it is. Moving seat and steering wheel separately to fine-tune position. Yeah, it is in a way, mm. but it is more than that. It is a complete change of pelvic position. I wish I had a spine here to show you. Yeah, uh, Not a real one. Maybe kind of a, a, a rubber composite type one or, yeah. or something like that. But ultimately... When the pelvis kind of rotates round, which it does to, to sit, it opens up the facet joints in the spine. And then you actually start to get this kind of um curvature in the in the lower spine, which and ultimately the spine is trying to keep that shut. So it's it's kind of playing against it all the time, which is why we you know it's quite good when you sit actually sometimes to sit with your uh uh, drop in the front of the seat and actually drop your pelvis forward yeah Uh, uh, drop your legs forward to open up the pelvis um and we didn't talk about perching but that's great as well Mm. but standing obviously the pelvis comes right back neutral again and so actually it completely changes that that spinal position
3: Mm.
0: um so working between the two is completely different and it uses a completely different set of muscles
1: as i can contest to but the interesting thing graham as well is those is to make sure and it was interesting as to what what was said earlier is that people don't go the other way and they just stand all day because it's not it's it's called a sit stand desk it isn't called a sit desk or a stand desk. It's a combination. And I know it's very obvious, but you then get, you'll then start to have a whole load of other problems and physical experiences when people stand too long. And and it will be almost, it'll be problems different to the sitting too long. But those problems, it's that balance, it's that well, height adjustable, as Harry said, it's the adjusting between the two different positions that's really, really important. Well, you, you've got a bit of software, haven't you? You've got a bit of software at uh, yeah. Back of the, I mean, back. you know, that's one of the things we do, which is is sort of a it's, it's sort of a piece of software called Work and Move, and it, the idea is it will prompt you and encourage you to change your position throughout the day. And what you can do with the software is you can set sort of the parameters so you could set it so that you do 30 minutes sitting and then six minutes standing or whatever you'd like to do so you've got the ability to do that so it's a really it's a great way of sort of coaching and prompting you throughout the working day Um, but as I say I think it's 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 really important that people just don't go the other way go from one extreme to the other and stand for too long otherwise we then start to bring you know a whole load of other issues to the to the fore.
0: Well, that's what Harry's company need to do in the future. You see, is they should have like a desktop that where the desktop changes colour. Right
1: there, you go. So, a it's standing like, colour and a sitting colour.
0: Is it no? There's three colours. Oh. Right, so oh, it's oh. like a traffic light system. Yeah. Right.
1: So it's like. <laughs> Hang on, do we, like, just before we go into this, do we need to maybe copyright this and take this offline so we don't? Because this this could be a really great idea. No, no carry on. It, it is a really great idea. Okay. But Harry, if
0: you're if you're watching, you can you can use it, but just just chuck us an Amazon voucher at Christmas. So basically, <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> so a very basically, big
0: Amazon voucher. Yeah, big, a big one. So it's um basically it'd be green for stand up because that's you know okay. it's a, it's a desk, so green for stand up. It would be red, red for no, yeah, no, green for stand up. It would be yeah. amber for sit, and then it would be it go red, and then it's time to move. Okay, see that'd be great, wouldn't it? So you have a little traffic. You could just have a little pop up traffic light, if not on the on the desk, yeah. And it just pops up, and it's like do do do, and it's like I I know what I need to do now.
1: I wonder if such a thing exists already. I hope if, not. If anybody's got a technology similar to that, yeah, yeah. You I'm, want trying to to think of some, I'm trying to think of something else that exists in other fields that does a similar sort of thing. You know, you'd think you'd think that would that's something that people have got to be thinking about, wouldn't you?
0: Yes. You'd think that. Interesting question. I also mm. wonder why the height adjustable desk never goes low enough for the little person. I'm six foot six. So, we're, ah, so we were, I, yeah, I'm interested to know, do you know what you're talking about in terms of little person? Uh, part of it will be uh, po- possibly just to do with standard frame structures. It might be that a company like Harry's might well be able to manufacture something that's lower.
1: Because yeah. I, I, I can't think, I, what's the... St- do they vary between something like 40-odd and... I can't think what the parameter is. It's no. 40-odd to 70-odd or... I'm going to say, I, from what
0: I remember, a lot of the lowest ones are around... The lowest kind of height would be around about 600, and it probably won't go lower than, than 600, because that is quite low.
1: Yeah. If
0: you think that the, uh, um, the, the sort of... A British standard, if you like, for or average mean standard for a desk height, which is what most desks come out yeah. at, is around about mm. 630. This is uh, this is uh, millimeters, yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know, most manufacturers make it go a little bit lower than that, yeah, so a little bit lower than the mean average, and then an awful lot higher.
1: What we'll but do you've is also we'll, we'll, got we'll to find out what it is, Graham, and we'll, we'll tag it in the comments afterwards. I,
0: I mean, what you've got to consider is mm. in order for it to achieve the, the highest height that it needs to achieve, it's yeah. obviously a telescopic system. Yes. So you can own, if you've got a, a a piece inside a piece, it's determined by that the length of that piece
1: that it needs to it, then go up to. It's yeah. going up in multiples, isn't it? So oh, there yeah. we go. Harry's given us the answer send the message 625
0: to 1285 adjustment from bottom to top yeah okay absolutely and and presumably harry that is to do with the fact that it's a telescopic system and therefore you know the 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 first bit in order to achieve that 1285 that's double 625 yeah near enough and therefore that's that's what it's got to be yeah um dwarfism or contraplasia or pseudo contraplasia or any of those other uh conditions um typically what you can find is that you can get you can put a, a foot rest in in under there as well though so you can actually bring terra firma up with a foot rest and then use that with the height adjustable best right, and okay. that's probably wow 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 i have two friends who are two, two foot eleven and three foot eight tall in their 20s that's that's incredible it's also perhaps worth speaking to a specialist seating manufacturer because there are some seating manufacturers who can produce foot plates that go on the chair Mm. that actually will give the foot support yeah there are ways and means of doing it yeah absolutely wow gosh I love that. I love all of the interaction today. That's great. Yeah. Glad to see. Glad to see all of that coming back. it has been a bit quiet recently, um, and and yet suddenly today it's all there again.
1: But I think that was one of the reasons. What we what we discussed it offline, wasn't it, Graham? Was getting the show back to a regular t- day and a day, regular time, and trying to make it that we, People you know, we were chopping start. and changing, and you know, now we've got a regular slot. It's great. We got. Um, got a lot of interaction could see some new con uh, some new commenters and also richard who's been a regular commenter over the last sort of six to twelve months as well so yeah richard thanks thanks for your time richard, Welcome richard back.
0: who 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 also likes to do pigeon watch okay <laughs> no pigeons today it's it's an in joke no. sorry for anybody that's listening mm. on spotify yeah. um oh great news during the week and for those of you okay. that don't realize uh there is a place that you can go to where you can get all of the pre-existing episodes of this, which I I now have realised people spend an enormous amount of time listening to, um, which is wowergonomics.co.uk. Um, and so, so we have a website. But also mm-hmm. I got a message which I shared with you. You did. Mr. Stephen, during the week. At Spotify have actually <laughs> sent me a, a message saying, a lot of people are actually listening to this on Spotify. So thanks for uh, thanks, people who listen yep. to this on Spotify. It's it's really very very welcome indeed. Excellent. I I I reckon it's down to the fact that a lot of people drive, and yeah, and to you know talking about what Harry said earlier, do the miles, yeah. And they don't have time to actually necessarily stop and watch these things online, or you shouldn't do because you will get points on your
1: license. But you friend can of the to show it. doesn't friend of the show Chris Barlow from uh, Remtech. I'm sure Chris is. He was always pounding the motorways. I'm sure he um, he's a regular Spotify listener to the show as well.
0: Absolutely. Oh, uh, just picking up on that. Yes, mm. but having to climb onto seating is often difficult. Yes, it is. But again. Um, There's some seat manufacturers that could help with that. I'm going to put some people in touch with you later, uh, or I'll I'll pass on some details to you, Catherine, later, some people that can deal with that. Um, There are ways to help that. Things like stopping the seat from moving, so motion locks to stop the seat from moving so that it's easier to get in, because when it's moving about, that makes it harder. And even uh, electronic height adjustment in the chair so that the seat tips forward. In the first instance, so that it's actually lower to the ground, then you get into it, then it lifts you up. Excellent. All these things, all these things are possible in mm. the world of ergonomics. Fantastic. Um, what, have you, what else have you been seeing out there in, in the world of ergonomics lately? Have you any
1: any other news? I, I mean, just I guess the main thing I've started to see over the last few weeks, I think, and, I, and I'm wondering if it ties back to something that we've kicked around a lot, Graham. I'm seeing a lot of companies now sort of really sort of reinvesting in their workspaces. And and I think a lot of that, my my feeling on that, as a couple of people have confirmed to me, is is that we're now sort of two years on since two and a half years since the pandemic started. Hybrid homework and whatever started to kick in. And you're starting to see businesses now sort of give up offices or commitment to space sort of coming to an end. Um, and I think what we're seeing on the back of that we're now starting to see quite a lot of investment into what people actually need so the delay of investment has been bound to the fact they've had other overheads and financial considerations so I think what we're seeing is a lot of space being freed up and therefore organizations then having a little bit more budget to go and invest in the desking the monitor arms the accessories that sort of thing so it's just something I've picked up over the last two or three weeks two or three weeks a lot of refreshing going on we're seeing a lot of inquiries for things like monitor arms which suggests reconfiguration of workspaces and more permanent setups in terms of home and hybrid working so that's sort of the theme we've seen coming through quite a lot over the last sort of two or three weeks.
0: Yeah I've certainly seen a a few more posts on social media about things like monitor arms I've also seen uh, some more posts about soft furnishing as well. Um yeah. even even uh our friend Sam Coggin at the Coggin Group yeah. uh reusing old desks to create cube type um chairs etc um so you know it, it seems that there's obviously more of an interest in those mm. alternative area type furnishings or soft furnishing areas within within a business because presumably more of the design is going that way let's as we said before let's make the office space something that's different from desk and a chair for everybody if we've got that spare or if we've got those spare areas how do we really make the most of that Mm. so that actually we've got created a space here that's really creative really wants to you know, really going to encourage people to come back into the office space? Because I I still feel that there's a real, you know, push to try and get people back into the office, but it's yeah. got to, you know, the office has got to change. You know? I went
1: yesterday and I won't say who it was, but but an organisation who's who's a big sort of um, partner of ours and and I hadn't been to that location for probably well since before COVID it's probably pushing on three years since I've been and I was really surprised pleasantly as to how they've changed the building the whole lighting of it the layout the small meeting pods the soft furnishings you know all the things we've spoke about it was great to see and it was pleasant to see how busy that office was so actually that investment had worked really well because they were able to draw people into the office so it was the proof was in the pudding i was actually seeing it happening but the the building was was quite unrecognizable for me from when i went pre-march 2020 to, to when i went yesterday
0: i think i'd love to know the figures for um two two industries one is uh biophilia because yeah. I, I i absolutely i've seen lots of interest on that as well i'm sure mm. a lot of officers are actually um, you know putting more money into uh biophilic design in order to make the inside look more like the outside
1: yeah, yeah.
0: um and secondly neon signs you know i i, I just i just think Lots more offices are going to invest in neon signs. It's just, mm-hmm. I, it's retro cool, but it's just going to be there. i I'd, I'd pick up on this bit from Catherine. Ergonomic mm-hmm. design works better within inclusive design. Um, I was just, I had to ruminate over that and think about that for a second. My, okay. my view on that is that good ergonomics is inclusive design. Has to be. Mm it ha- has to be i ultimately one of the whole points of ergonomics surely is that actually you are creating the an environment that works with the person that's in that environment if it doesn't work for everybody you haven't actually achieved what you need in terms of ergonomics mm so ultimately the the two are akin for me i feel i feel that i feel the best and sometimes that means that the right ergonomic solution has to be not a standard solution that fits everybody but yeah. a different solution for every individual i know uh, i'm going to get a lot of grief from a lot of architects and designers now <laughs> who are going to say yeah but doesn't it look." Like a mess when that happens, but ultimately, if if you want it to be as inclusive as possible, with some products, I'd say things like seating, for example, mm. it has to be a product that enables everybody to to achieve what they need to achieve. If it if not, it's it doesn't really achieve proper ergonomics. Yeah, absolutely. That if you make everything adjustable and it makes it more accessible completely
1: we've said just the the, the better yeah the better products out there are adjustable aren't they they still have parameters but yeah it's um you know that's the whole thing is the adjustability to flex around different individuals to give them the same output but but the adjusting of the product itself i'd go beyond that as well catherine it's not just adjustable it has to fit
0: you know you can you can have something that's got a lot of adjustment in it but if it doesn't fit anybody it's <laughs> in the first place it doesn't
1: doesn't work yeah get what I there you go thanks for joining you know, Catherine I think you're, yeah. you're new to the show we really enjoyed having you with us and you know come back come back again some really interesting some some topics and great points you've raised there Thank you. So let's just let's just recap from today because we've covered a lot of ground we've covered. Mm. Uh we've covered height
0: adjustable or sit stand desk. We've covered the fact that um we've we found somebody out there who's been recommended this by a physio after you know really st- struggling with his back. He's tried it, you know, <laughs> to begin with all that happened was that he was using it to put his feet up on um, at a different height <laughs> many's realised that actually standing to work as uh, as well as sitting to work and adjusting between the two has really helped. Uh, so that was Scott. We had Harry on as well mm. from the, the desking manufacturer who actually told us that, you know, we're beginning, and that was really interesting to begin to hear that, yes, they are talking to education establishments about yeah. this. And actually, you know, maybe with time, we can actually change the way that we do tasks because we actually learn to do those tasks in a different environment in the first place. So, you know, that, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, and then we've had a whole conversation around um, inclusion and accessibility and design as well and ergonomics. So that's been great. So thanks for the contributions of Catherine Lyons today, um, Harry Brunt, Scott, who came on, and Richard Urich as well. Uh, and thanks for, thanks for your contributions as well about you know, crashing in your black car. Yeah. You're welcome. Brilliant. Yeah. No problem. Anytime.
1: <laughs> in a, same time next week. I can't, I can't believe that. Uh, I actually got that right.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there I do. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, do come along. Stay tuned. We will have next week. We will have Dan Williams. on, yes. Who is from a company called Visualize. Mm. They do workplace assessments for uh hearing impairment and uh visual impairment dan was going to be here this week couldn't couldn't make it this week he will be here next week Great. um do we have anyone else next week steve
1: not at the moment but i'm sure we will uh we will be able to find one or two other people to join us for the show we will grab people
0: we off will the streets to come the street. along next week um do check us out on the internet do listen back to some other episodes and if you like it do subscribe uh and You know, let other people know because that would be great. Until next week, this has been Wow Ergonomics with Stephen and Graham. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.
1: Bye bye.